0: From Brown Cow Studios in Gallatin Gateway, Montana, this is News Nerds. I'm Ezra Graham. This week we'll head south to Brazil, where voters narrowly elected Lula da Silva as the country's next president. Lula was previously president of Brazil from 2003 to 2010, and won in Sunday's runoff election against incumbent Jair Bolsonaro. Many were watching the race because of policy regarding the deforestation of the Amazon rainforest. As today's guest will tell us, President-elect Lula views deforestation in a different way than Bolsonaro. In fact, Lula has already pledged to stop deforestation in the Amazon altogether. A day after the election, I recorded my interview with climate scientist Carlos Nombre. He works with the University of Sao Paulo, the Federal University of Espirito Santo, and the State University of Sao Paulo regarding the Amazon and its impacts on Earth's systems. He also co chairs the science panel for the Amazon and directs the Amazonia 4.0 project, which promotes extracting wealth from the rainforest in sustainable ways to promote a standing forest bioeconomy. He was also a lead author of the 2007 IPCC report that won the Nobel Peace Prize. We'll learn how the Amazon acts as the carbon sink of the world, the effect of deforestation on the ecosystem, more sustainable ways to extract wealth from the Amazon, and how Lula's administration will work to stop deforestation. It's Wednesday, November 2nd, and this is News Nerds. This past weekend, Brazilians voted in their runoff election to elect their next president after a very close general election. Um, Former President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva will become Brazil's next president, winning by less than 2% against incumbent Jair Bolsonaro. Now, this is good news for the Amazon rainforest. Deforestation rates have been going up slowly, partly due to Mr. Bolsonaro's policy regarding deforestation. Today, we're joined by Carlos Nobre. He is a senior scientist at the University of Sao Paulo's Institute of Advanced Studies, and today we'll be talking about what this latest election means for deforestation in the Amazon. Thanks so much for being with us.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about
0: that. So, in all your writing and all your speaking, you've, you've really highlighted how important the Amazon is for humans on this planet. Uh, explain how important it is and what's happening as deforestation increases um, and you know it, it's uh, getting closer to becoming more of a desert than a, a rainforest.
1: Yes, uh, tropical forests evolved over tens of millions of years in the whole planet, in particular the Amazon uh, has evolved since the Andes Mountains uh, uplifted uh, that start 40 million years ago and uh, it, it really reached the, the current level about 4 5 million years ago and the, the Andes and the tropics create uh, ideal uh, condition for lots of rainfall and that allow for a very large uh, tropical forest, the Amazon forest this is the largest tropical forest in the planet. It is more than six million square kilometers of tropical rainforests, and they, also this ecological climatic evolution of millions of years allow for the development of the large biodiversity. So the largest number of plant animal species occur in the Amazon, and this. Very large biodiversity is also very important for the maintenance of the forest, which, which uh, really in, involves, engages uh, the resilience of the forest to climate extremes, to fire. So this is a ecological climatic evolution, very important. And also the Amazon stores a very large amount of carbon. Below and above ground, something more than 150 billion tons of carbon are stored in the Amazon today. So that's very important also for climate stability, for combating climate change. If we lose the Amazon forest, that will release hundreds of billions of tons of carbon dioxide, the most important greenhouse gas, causing the global warming. And also, the Amazon is very important for maintaining a very high hydrological cycle in the whole basin, very large rainfall, 2.2, 2.3 meters average rainfall across this more than 6 million square kilometers. And also the forest evolved over millions of years with this very unique characteristic which is water recycling so the forest really recycles water very efficiently rainfall goes the water goes into the soil the 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 roots pump that water from deep in the soil brings the the water to the leaves there is transpiration so this humidity in the atmosphere goes up forms another cloud rains again so this is a Uh, a very efficient recycling of water which means that over western amazon the moisture that came from the atlantic ocean carried by the trade winds exits the basin to the southern portions of south america and also to the andes countries Uh, really the moisture source for large parts Of the andes but also primarily for rainfall systems in the south of the amazon basin so all those elements are very important for climate stability and uh, for climate security and therefore uh, losing the amazon presents a tremendous risk both for climate change but also for the the hydrological cycle both in the Amazon and also outside of the Amazon in most of South America.
0: So it's it's really fascinating to think of, of just how old the Amazon is, and you were mentioning all the biodiversity. Uh, d- did the Amazon always look the way it did now? Like, was there the same species of, of trees and plants and animals that we see now in the Amazon?
1: Well, the Amazon, of course, the over evolution over millions of years, you have also a very great uh, change in the species diversity, many species become extinct, many other species evolve over millions of years. But again, always the Amazon has had the largest biodiversity, at least, let's say, in the in the last Several million of millions of years uh, since the Andes mountains uh, uplifted uh, for, started 40 million years ago. So that's a unique condition, similar to other tropical forests in equatorial Africa, Southeast Asia, but also the largest area with a tropical forest in the planet. Biodiversity uh, creates a condition for as i mentioned before extreme resilience uh, biodiversity all the animals uh, disperse seeds uh, and so the climate really revamps and uh, make the forest uh, be sustainable over over a long period thousands to millions of years so this unique aspect of tropical forests
0: so deforestation in the amazon is is due to farming and and ranching and mining uh, is there other areas of Brazil that farmers could go to that would uh, pose less of a threat in terms of releasing carbon and, cre- and um, creating a, a savanna in what is now the uh, Amazon?
1: Well, in fact, I mean, one has forced to, to ask the question, why, what's causing deforestation? And uh, in most of the Amazon, uh, particularly Brazil, has about 61% of the Amazon rainforests. So in Brazil and Bolivia, most of the driver of deforestation is livestock farming. uh, Cattle, ranchers, expanding pasture land for hundreds of thousands of hectares a year. They are producing commodity meat. However, very low productivity. One one figure to understand that productivity is Brazil is the is the second largest producer of meat in the world after US, and Brazil has about average one point three heads of cattle per hectare. So this is very, very, very low. Just to give you one figure for comparison, US has 90 million heads of cattle, and Brazil has 220 million heads of cattle. U.S. produce more meat than Brazil. So the productivity is very low in Brazil. Uh, It easily could be improved to three, four, five heads of cattle per hectare. So therefore, Brazil could produce more meat than it produces today, using 50% of the pasture land cleared in all Brazilian biomes. That's why there is no need for any any further deforestation in any, in the Amazon, in the tropical savannas of Brazil. So there is no need because productivity is very low. This is true, particularly for cattle, which has, uh, in Brazil, uh, the pasture land of cattle represents uh, more than two-thirds of all agricultural land in brazil so if brazil improves uh, productivity of 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 uh, lives in livestock farming there is no need in fact brazil could restore a huge amount of land land that is today cattle ranches could become forest restoration projects very important to remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and really combat the climate emergency so brazil is one of the countries and all amazonian countries have also that potential to do a huge forest restoration projects and also to maintain the same agricultural productivity uh, or production with increased productivity this is totally doable with existing technologies for agriculture uh, in all of the world, particularly in tropical countries.
0: So you mentioned uh, uh, remediating and restoring large areas of farmland to what they once uh, were. How long would it take for that to happen and to see that it looked like uh, a matured area of the rainforest?
1: The forest restoration in, tro- in the tropics, is very fast, it, has nothing, it does not compare to, to uh, tree, trees growth in mid and high latitude, which is very slow. Uh, let me give you just this figure. As I said, in, in Brazil and Bolivia and Amazon, uh, almost all deforestation, first deforestation is due to expansion of cattle ranches uh, for livestock farming and uh, that 90% of the first deforestation is to become uh, pasture uh, and after several years many cattle ranchers abandon the pastures and move towards a new area new deforestation they abandon so those abandoned pasture lands they start quickly regrowing as a secondary forest. So secondary forests in the Amazon, they grow very fast, and it grows very fast for about 30 years. So after 30 years, then the growth starts uh, reducing. But, you know, in these 10 to 20 years, the forest is all all there so you you go you walk through the secondary forest you think it's a primary forest because it's almost identical although a secondary forest stores less carbon than the primary forest and also does not have the full uh, species diversity the full biodiversity of the primary forest. but uh, uh, let's say after normally after 50 years a secondary forest has 70-75% of biodiversity and has 80-85% of carbon store in the primary forest. Secondary forest grows very, very fast. It's very important, really, to have forest restorations, restoration projects in the Amazon. First, to prevent. The forest of reaching the so called tipping point of salmonization. A large portion of southern Amazon is very close at the edge of this tipping point, a point of no return. If the, this tipping point is exceeded, uh, between 50 and 70 percent of the Amazon will degrade into an open canopy ecosystem, and that will release more than 200 billion tons of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, making it almost impossible to reach the Paris Agreement targets of of low low emissions. So that's that's why it's so important to stop deforestation, zero deforestation, forest degradation and wildfires at the same time to create a large scale forest restoration uh, for the Amazon basin.
0: So this latest presidential election, um, how are you hoping that it will affect um, policy on, on the rainforest. And you know, what are you h- hoping that um, Lula will do?
1: Yes, Lula's first speech, just uh, less than one hour after it was confirmed that he won the election, Lula's speech was uh, a very uh, positive, a beautiful speech in many aspects, but in particular with respect to the Amazon. Lula mentioned that he will get to zero deforestation. This is very, very innovative, very important. Lula was a president two thousand three, two thousand ten, and the deforestation was very high when he started his in his office in two thousand three, but then really declined tremendously. Deforestation was the lowest value since 1970s in the Brazilian Amazon in 2012. It declined. 83% compared to the high deforestation rate in 2004. It went down to 4,600 uh, 4, square kilometers in 2012. And that was a policy that President Lula created under his government, a very effective policy of combating the illegalities. Most of the deforestation, over 90% of deforestation in Brazilian Amazon, are all illegal. So, you know, very effective law enforcement policies reduce deforestation, and the production of meat and soy during that period from 2004 to 2014 increased by 100%, double. So it was very clear there is no need for new deforestation to increase productivity of commodities. And uh, so that's why I, I think, you know, uh, President Lula's speech getting to zero deforestation is doable because it's not only the promise of an elected politician. We could see during his presidency that he was very effective. So I think it's doable. Uh, As I said, more than 90% of deforestation is all illegal. So it's just to be effective in combating organized crime. Organized crime exploded in all of the Amazon, not only in Brazil, uh, during the last few years, particularly during the last four years under this current government in Brazil. But therefore, it's a big challenge, no questions, but it's doable. It's possible to combat the organized crime and really to reduce deforestation year after year. And we are all hopeful that Lula, as president, he will really keep his promise and and be effective and get into zero deforestation in a few years in the Brazilian Amazon.
0: You've argued that extracting wealth from the the large amount of biodiversity in the rainforest is something that will add to the economic value of the Amazon without, you know, um, taking any any of it away and rele- releasing all the carbon stored underneath of it. So uh, what are some of the industries and products that can be sustainably farmed or extracted from the Amazon?
1: Yes, uh, this is very clear. If you look even in Colombia with a former president, uh, Ivan Duque, uh, a president from center-right political party, but he was the only president in the Amazon uh, that was saying you know the po- economic potential of the Amazon biodiversity is gigantic we have to tap into that economic potential because that's the place where the highest biodiversity in the planet when one hectare of uh, the, the rainforest in the Amazon has at least 350 different species uh, of trees, thousands of species of plants, of animals, and you replace all that diversity with one species being grass for a pasture or soy. It's very clear. If we look at many, many cooperatives in many Amazonian countries that produce hundreds of products from the biodiversity, those cooperatives, the, the, the members of those cooperatives are much better socially, economically speaking. They are much better. They are almost reaching middle class. And therefore, the economic potential of the forest standing, and that's what uh, President Elect Lula called an economy with a forest standing. So the economic potential is much, much larger for instance one product that all of the world knows very well today acai berry uh, agricultural systems producing acai berry have a profit of about one thousand dollars per hectare cattle meat producing one hectare in the amazon is 100 as profit so acai berry agroecological systems 10 times more profits than cattle so this is true for all these of these amazonian products of course a few of these products reached global markets like a say berry cocoa brazil nuts and only a few others but the, the potential is there and the uh, local markets consume many more products Brazilian markets a, a few more products, but now we have to develop this new this new economy we call a bio economy of standing forests, and also to make all these products available, and also to bring. And, and President-elect Lula mentioned that a reindustrialization of Brazil. Brazil is becoming de industrialized in the last 25 years, and the reindustrialization of Brazil also brings modern industrialization to the Amazon, uh, to add value to the products of the forest. So that's the project many Amazonian countries need to do. And of course, I mentioned, I start with the example of former president of Colombia, Ivan Duque, with the current president of Colombia, Gustavo Petro, is totally in favor Of an economy, a new economy for for the Amazon, for Colombian Amazon, and now I'm sure President Petro and uh, President Lula will make a very important agreement to develop this new economy. I think it's totally doable. It makes sense economically, improves the livelihoods of all the Amazonian population, and maintains the forest and maintains the biodiversity, and also maintains. The rights of indigenous people all across the Amazon.
0: So you're mentioning these other countries that also have some Amazon rainforest in them. Um, how does deforestation and, and policy in those countries uh, compare to deforestation in Brazil?
1: Well, they are different. Of course uh, You know, livestock farming, cattle ranches are the main drivers in Brazil and Bolivia. the other Amazonian countries, there are other drivers, particularly oil exploration, uh, hydropower dams, but more and more mining, particularly wildcat gold mining. That has exploded in all of the Amazon, Venezuela, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru. And so, therefore, those are the main drivers. Deforestation rates uh, are highest in Brazil. Brazil has 61 percent of the forest, but also the highest deforestation rates. More than 30 uh, percent of Brazilian Amazon is is uh, deforested. So, but anyway, so those all those drivers they are they are not really bringing a uh, socially fair, just. Economic development for the Amazonian populations—they are—they uh, concentrated uh, uh, wealth in the hands of a very, very few people.
0: You mentioned something actually really interesting that I hadn't thought about um, in an op-ed you did for the New York Times. Um, you said that deforestation is actually going to lead to new viruses spilling over and infecting the human population because. Um, of the animals in the Amazon that carry the viruses. And, you know, as we deforest more of the Amazon and expose ourselves to those viruses, it's going to pose a a bigger threat uh, of of a new pandemic.
1: Absolutely. Uh, In fact, I think uh, it's it's still a scientific mystery why the land use change in the Amazon has never uh, uh, been the, the origin of a big big pandemic like you know uh, COVID and other uh, HIV Ebola and many others. Most most uh, uh, pandemics originated in zoonoses from tropical forests in Asia in in Africa even in Mexico. So it's a mystery. Still, science has not explained the amazon has a huge number of microorganisms viruses uh, bacteria uh, and many other microorganisms and uh, there are thousands of species of of uh, coronavirus of lentivirus arenavirus all those viruses that could really spill over to humans generating pandemics, and the, all the, the drivers of generating a pandemic are there. The, the, the deforestation, the virus uh, moving to to uh, hosts, bats, rodents, snakes, monkeys, etc. And there are cases in which this virus spill over from the hosts to, to humans, a number of diseases, but they never became... Uh, Uh, pandemic. But I think the the potential is all there. And that's why to protect, to avoid future pandemics, we have really to get to zero deforestation, to enforce degradation and wildfires, really to keep the ecological balance of all the biodiversity. Indigenous populations have been living in the Amazon for 12,000 years, and there is no no case, no history, no anthropological demonstration that there was a pandemic among indigenous populations. So they were in full balance, full equilibrium with the forest. So that's why a virus ne- never became a-, a pandemic driver.
0: So COP27 is coming up this uh, November. What effect do you think um, we will see Uh, in the conference, and and how will that translate to the Amazon?
1: Well, we are certainly uh, hopeful that COP27 will bring many, many progress towards fighting the climate emergency that that our planet is facing. In particular, because of the election of President Lula, we hope that uh, the tropical countries will really come come out of COP27 with a powerful, uh, ambitious agreement to zero deforestation, forest degradation, fires, and also at the same time to create very large-scale forest restoration projects. In particular, during the campaign, uh, President-elect Lula mentioned already that he had start talking to the Democratic Republic of Congo in, in Equatorial Africa and also to the to the Indonesia government. We start a global project, of course engaging many, not to say all tropical countries in forest restoration in preserving the tropical rainforests all over the planet. So I'm sure COP27 now with the election of President Lula and also the President of Colombia, Petro, they will certainly try to come to agreements there for tropical countries. will seek support for developed nations, for very rich nations, to implement urgently, urgently, uh, right away, this new economy and uh, and measures to reduce deforestation to zero very in a few years. So I, I'm very optimistic that tropical countries will come out of COP27 with uh, a very solid uh, agreement. And of course, the big challenge would be, are they going to succeed in raising the funds to implement urgently such proposal? then we certainly need the support of the developed nations.
0: Well, Carlos, thank you so much um, for speaking to me today. I really learned a lot. That was my interview with Brazilian climate scientist Carlos Nobre, who talked to us about deforestation in the Amazon rainforest. That interview was recorded this past Monday. News Nerds is produced and hosted by me. We're on the web at newsnerdspodcast.com where you can catch up with episodes that you missed, subscribe to our newsletter, play our daily mini-crosswords, and contact us. Find News Nerds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a review. We're also on community radio station KGVM every other week at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time. They're at kgvm.org or 95.9 FM on your radio. Consider supporting them by going to kgvm.org support dash kgvm. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next week.